is back brian piercy here along with andrew hedis dylan lesnar and the late troy auto is just rolling in how's everybody doing today doing pretty stellar another fine tuesday evening here and i couldn't be joined by any better boys than uh, the crew that's here right now for first time back in a bit is it are these new sexy microphones <laughs> new baby Damn. yeah you missed, oh, you missed the uh you missed the scoop Ooh. <laughs> oh yeah, you you missed you missed the details there. So we'll we'll get to that uh, off air. Uh, as always, give us a call on the Whoop line seven one four seven five. Whoop, fucking professional. I know, baby. I know. We're wheeling and dealing tonight, boys. <laughs> Email the show podcast at mnlhl.com. Follow, subscribe on Twitch. You can go to youtube.mnlhl.hl.com to follow the actual um, YouTube videos as well. If you want to see what our recordings uh, look like, so few things as well. We don't really have any voicemails, anything like that. I want to give a quick shout out to Jeremy Drager. He's actually got some access to the Instagram account. He's been posting a lot there. So if you haven't been checking that out, make sure you give it a follow. I think it's MNL underscore hockey. And the podcast actually started um, an Instagram account as well. It's benders and brews. Give that a follow. We started to get a little traction as far as our likes and everything on that side of things. So, uh, I think let's get over to things. Our first thing on the agenda would be the Pick'em standings. Uh, as we've talked about in the past, it came down to two men, Mr. Troy Otto, Mr. Dylan Lesnar. I think Troy was technically up by two. Or, no, I'm sorry. Just, I'm sorry. Dylan was up by two. And both competitors did not have a good week. Both of them got one point, which means Oof. Mr. Dylan he won the competition. Oof. Oof. Thank you, boys. Thank I mean, you, thank you. I knew I was in a trail position, so I definitely I took the deeks over the seals because I knew I had to, you know, I knew Dylan was gonna take the seals, so had to roll the dice there. And then I think I took the Americans, so I got the first mm -hmm. uh game of the night, but then oh. and then I took the ducks because I was subbing for the ducks and so no chance. Tried to catch the loosey goosey, but couldn't do it. What what teams did you pick if you only got one point two? What's going on there? Pick huh? the fucking whalers because DP connived me. The, oh, of course, yeah. every time, <laughs> every before camp. every game, it's just DP's like, "Hey, you got to choose the whalers. We're yeah. feeling it tonight." <laughs> I, I hydrated, <laughs> and then I picked us obviously, and then I picked the Ducks because I knew he was playing. So a safe pick. Yeah. And I, be I believe Troy had some picks, and then he emailed later in the day and changed those picks. Yeah, and I can't remember which one. I think I actually switched from the Whalers to the Americans, which was probably the only one I got right. Again, I took the Deeks not thinking that they were going to win, but, you know, I just kind of had to catch Dylan. I kind of had to, you know. But who wants to win their own contest? So we already started talking about the prestigious award. You know, it could be Red Wings game. It could be Duel in the Deed, uh, Duel in the D. Um, but I think Dylan... Opted maybe for uh, Asian massage, <laughs> rub and tug, <laughs> maybe. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna kind of let him pick, but I think all those are nice prizes, courtesy of Auto Family Properties for all your real estate needs. As much as I love the rub and tug idea, don't get me wrong, but uh, I think I'm gonna take you up on the duel and the D. Yeah, four we, tickets, baby. We can do that. Four tickets. Yes. We can do that. It's Monday night. So I make sure the kids don't have hockey. Make sure, do, but uh, it make would sure be, it's during the championships. Yeah, series, would be playoffs. fun. I mean, Michigan State, after being horrendous in hockey for like the last six years, um, they're tied for first in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. Michigan's been hot lately, so should be. I mean, the atmosphere will be better than the Red Wings game. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. 
so I'll make it work. Uh, so for someone who doesn't know what the duel in the D is, it's Michigan versus Michigan State. So every year they play. I don't know if they play four or six games in the regular season, something like that. But they rotate, you know, each year. It's one. I don't know whose home game it is this year, but I think it's actually Michigan State's. So one of Michigan State's games, instead of being at Munn, it's down at Little Caesars Arena, and they do that every year. So it's fun. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a good time. Uh, you know, it'd be a good thing. You know, having some children, bringing them to a game. You know, hard fought season. Very. Uh, I want to say I was looking at it, and you were one of the only people in the competition that did not get a zero all year long. Hockey IQ, baby. Yeah. Hockey IQ I off mean, the charts. I'm, I mean, I think it's a testament to myself for hanging in there. I mean, he had the seals; they just basically won all year. So it's like, you know, when the the North Stars started off so slow, it's like I was just crawling back. At, so I didn't lose; I just ran yeah. out of time. And he he counterpicked you the last week too. I mean, you're choosing the Ducks, and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to save face and go conservative and choose the Ducks. I'm going to choose what Troy chooses." Past oh. two weeks, North Stars too. I did that last week. Yeah. <laughs> That's smart, baby. It was fun though. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. I think a good competition. I think we've done this a few years. Uh, good time as always. Hopefully we'll kind of keep that up. Who knows? Next year, maybe it'll be a, a a prize as well. Maybe we'll change it up and we'll do more of a, you know, enter to win, you know, five, ten dollars type of thing. And the winner takes yeah, all. Yeah, that'd you know, be fun. There, there's multiple ways we can do it. We can look into all those situations. And Cheers uh, to Piercy. You ran it way more efficiently than I did. So the, the origins of the Pick'em were on that announcement channel. Who do you got? And then they do the little icon. And then I would screenshot the icons <laughs> like at 8.55 before the game started. And then I had to go through and kind of like this Excel spreadsheet. So Piercy definitely took the reins and did a much better better job at tracking it than i ever did Go yeah i i buddy. have no idea how you were able to uh deal with something like that the email it was nice because it actually put a record in there so i didn't have to deal with if i was running out of time or anything of that realm i could kind of deal with it and go back to it the next morning so it made it a lot easier i think it was the right choice in a way that we could do it in the future as well and i was actually uh, Google has a way that you can set up emails to just send them out. So I was able to one weekend just set up every one of those emails, set it for 6 a.m. on uh, Mondays, and they just went out and I didn't have to worry about it, which yeah. was also nice to yeah. not wake up Mondays and be like, what do I have to do yeah. today? What's going on? Yeah, and it was a nice little treat for me. Every Monday morning you get the little podcast email. It was nice. Hopefully, you know, hopefully more people do it because I think some people missed a few weeks and then they just kind of, they realize they're not going to win and blah, blah, blah. So Yeah. I think, I think that always happens where people forget a few weeks, people get down <laughs> in the standings. They stop, uh, they stop sending those emails. So it, it's a normal thing. I, I think when you're kind of out of it, it's harder to kind of keep your focus and feel it. So, uh, that was me. I was like top five and then I forgot a week and then like I sent one and never got it. And I was, I sent it from, uh, an MCI, fucking MCI, and then it was like, oh. Well. Then, then there was that mysterious caught in the, yeah, the outbox. Not no, the outbox, it was, in the it draft was. folders. <laughs> no, it was. It was I, that's why it was my issue. I sent it from NMCI. I sent it from a from a from a government a government computer, pretty much, and it, it never it never kicked uh, out. Conspiracy theories. It didn't even conspiracy recognize. No, it didn't even recognize his email. Just like yeah, I get fucked. Alex like, Jones, relax. <laughs> Alex yeah. Jones. Conspiracy theory. Yeah, I, I swear I sent it. I swear I sent it. Look, here's a. And I was like, "Do you have it in your sent box?" And you were just like, "No, I don't even have it there." So yeah, it's not a big deal. It's whatever. I was gonna, I was gonna screenshot my uh, my, my government email, but like, oh, here it is, Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> not happening. <laughs> so either way, so the regular season is over. Uh, playoffs are about to start, but we did have one more week before we actually moved into things. So. Uh, Let's go into those games real quick. So our first game of the evening was actually the Whalers versus the Americans. The Americans pulled it out in overtime with a 3-2 victory. Uh, after trailing 2 nothing. After trailing 2 nothing, which I was going to say, since I was part of this game, I guess I would do the, the rundown and the recap of that. So, uh, yeah, the Whalers, we actually got up 2 nothing, and one of those was we scored a goal. Our first period, I believe, was 0-0. I feel like we were winning the game. Pretty handily there. Uh, we were out playing them. Uh, scored a goal. Went back down. There was a controversial play where Dave P shot it across. It went off Dave P's, or I'm sorry, off Peso's skate. At first, the one ref, the larger ref, he called wow. it a goal. Uh, little Joey, uh, not most respectful thing, Joey, the ref, he, <laughs> he then called it off saying it was a kicking motion, I believe. 
I don't really fully know what the rule is. I know in the NHL, if it's a kicking motion, it's not a goal versus if it goes off the stick or off the skate and it's ruled not a kicking motion. I believe that is a goal. I don't know how that differs. You know, you actually are, I think a certified ref or you were, do you know what that rule is? I actually checked because so that's a new, that was a new NHL rule a couple of years ago where they, they changed it to make it basically, you have to literally have a kicking motion to uh, have the goal nullified. And they changed, they made it more lenient uh, or excuse me, that's the new rule. So it's much more lenient. So it's clear that in the NHL that would have been a goal because Peso did not kick it. I mean, I think he kind of stopped on the puck and he might have redirected it. So under the NHL, that would be a goal. I checked the USA Hockey rulebook because I wasn't sure if they followed that change. And it says basically as long as you don't kick it in, it's a goal. So I think it was probably the wrong call personally, but you know it's it's close. I mean, you could argue that I, he intentionally. I thought if you it. I thought if you redirect it with your skate at all, it's considered a kicking motion. Like if you're stopping and it goes off your skate in, it's fine. Yeah. But if like that puck comes towards your skate and you even like turn your skate towards the net, it yeah. goes in. It's considered kicking. But and and I don't um, see the way I saw it is that I he, see he stopped. He stopped like a kind of a hockey stop, mm-hmm. and then it you know went off his skate and in. He didn't mm-hmm. like turn the inside like soccer style. So. I personally think it was a bad call, but it's definitely debatable. That, that, that kind of I think the I think the okay. big thing was Peso was pissed because the the ref right there, Rob, called it a goal, and then little Joey from left field comes in and over little discussion, and then gets them overruled. But I think what Pierce was going to say is that I think Serta came down on like the next shift and scored. So yeah, right that back. Seemed like, like that may or may not have happened if you know if the goal had been awarded. Yeah, I, I think that was. Uh... The, the tough thing there where, um, you know, we were upset. One of the problems there was we actually had, um, you know, obvi- obviously people get emotional there. We scored a goal. We were feeling good about things. And then uh, they call off the goal. Uh, Dave P and Peso were not happy about that. I don't think it helps that they were actually complaining to the referees uh, during that time. And... Um, I think, I think it hurt our chances there for getting calls later on in the game. Now, Serta did come back. We scored a goal a minute or two later, which I think, you know, obviously helped us. It's hard to say if we were going to get, you know, we'd get those goals and be up 3 nothing there. Um, I could think that we continued to outplay them after that. And then um, coming... Se- that second goal was by Serta, correct? From, yeah. Because that was from behind the net and I passed it uh, yeah, from one side to the like other. Like I said, that was like a minute or two uh, later. Uh, so there's no guarantee we would have got that third goal there anyway. So who knows how that would have actually went uh, after that. Um, you know, it was a close game kind of going back and forth. They got two goals in the third, I thought. And even I think uh, Simonelli, a couple of those guys, there was a couple calls that I think the refs missed in the third period, a couple like hits from behind, things like that. The refs do the best they can. You know, it did suck there. They did say they got away with a few, but in the end, it went into overtime uh, for shift. We had a couple guys fall over, a couple bad passes. Antioch got the puck all alone in front of Cam. He's a skilled enough player where he's able to take the puck and snipe at home. You, you want to call it how you want to actually call it, or you just want to say, oh, Antioch went in and, and sniped the open net? Because uh, some folks from the stands were uh, a little... Uh, a little incredulous at like how Peso just kind of gave up on the play. To be honest with you, um, I mean that entire play started. Whoever passed it to Peso, he and then he got tripped up or something happened, and he did like a snow angel on the ice, <laughs> and then like proctored the one knee slink thing. He still had the puck. If if Peso would have got up and like just gone straight for the puck and picked it up and kept going or like attacked Proctor, he might have been able to beat Proctor for a breakaway. So he picks up the puck, passes it across the ice to whoever was there. And it was like a lame pass, which was then picked off by Antioch. And then, like, he didn't back check. He just waited at the blue line. So it was just kind of frustrating to see, like, I don't know, between, like, the, the inept passes, like, the start to play, whoever passed the Peso originally, and then Peso doing the Snow Angel thing. Was this just, the overtime goal? Yeah, overtime goal. It was just it was frustrating to see. And then Antioch went in and scored and was like, oh, well, I guess that's, you know, typical Whalers sort of thing. Yeah, Whalers fucking season in a nutshell right there. Yeah, like, like trying to do, like, the pretty thing one too many times, and, like, you don't finish it clinically, and then mm-hmm. it's like, eh, whatever, just give up. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah, that that definitely uh it wasn't a fun way to end the game uh but things happened there were some calls like I said we didn't think we were the best calls mm-hmm. but in the end I do think that Peso and Dave do need to work on not yelling at the refs because I don't think when you're yelling at the refs 
I'm not saying they purposely are going to put calls against you, but it's hard for them not to just in the back of their head, yeah. uh, kind of have something against you in those situations. Yeah. I mean, we all know I love Dave. He's one of my favorites, but, and, I, and I'm not directing this at, at Piercy because I think Piercy's a professional, like kind of, you know, Piercy is what he is. He's the proctor stopper, but he's pretty even <laughs> keel, but it's like the whalers and I'm sorry, they're, they're still, it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. Maybe they'll write the ship. But I feel like they're mentally weak. I mean, last week, you know, the, the Tigers bring in a sub, you know, Slick Rick. Oh, yeah. And then they just fucking give up. You know, it's yeah. like that the, they lose eight to one and they're just like, fuck it. They had a bet. They sub up. You know, so we're just going to fucking give up and yeah. get our asses kicked eight to one. It's like, I know that guy was a sub up. It doesn't excuse losing eight to one. Mm-hmm. Now this game, you know, a couple calls go against them and then they fucking just whine and mope and boom, boom, boom. And then they fucking shut down and lose the game. And then afterwards, it's like they just fucking complain about the refs. So. You know, refs are going to fuck up. I'm not saying our refs are perfect. I'm not saying that I don't bitch about the refs. I fucking... Oh, I've I've, I've mad bitch about the refs this year. And then I try to do it over the top to to get to the Stonewall Stonewall Troy here. And he's like, oh, I don't care. I'm like, oh, crap. What I'm saying is that I get in the game. It's like I'm not, you know, this is like do as I do as I say, not as I do. Like I get getting worked up in the game. But then it's like after the game. Anyone who complains about the fucking refs, it's like over the course of a season, it's going to fucking even out. And it's like if my son, you know, kids are kids are kids. They're like emotional. So it's very common for kids in youth hockey to come out. Oh, the refs suck. It's like I in the minute I hear a kid say anything about refs, like shut the fuck up, you know, take it out of their hands. Refs fucking up are part of the game. You know, you watch the NHL, you watch the NFL, Mm -hmm. they have full time professional refs. They have all the fucking technology in the world and they still fuck it up. So any of these people expecting perfection in mnl beer league they're fucking idiots i'm sorry yeah and right. that's not to say that you can't get upset in the moment i do but mm-hmm. it's like after the fact it's like you know to constantly right if it makes you feel better to, to blame it on the refs fine fucking feel better but mm-hmm. i think the whalers have been mentally weak use as a crutch you know and they've been shitty all year so maybe they'll maybe they'll write the ship and figure it out but very unimpressed with the whalers and I think that's something that we'll kind of get to when we go to more of our playoff preview type of thing, or even our in-season review, if we kind of go through some teams. Uh, also, super quick, I did have a setting on the recordings that kind of, the beginning of the podcast might sound a little bit weird. I think I had it turned off and the sound should be better, more at the levels that we wanted at. So I do apologize for that if I can't fix it in post. But uh, let's move on to the next game. We had the Nordiques versus the Seals. The Seals won this one 5-2. to two. Um the three of us weren't here to actually see this game, but we have Mr. Dylan Lesnar who saw this game. So why don't you give us a quick breakdown? Look at that notepad. He's ready I to know, go. Ready. He's ready to go. <laughs> AKA Mini Pete over here. <laughs> I thought I might have had a chance too because like the fucking Deeks were out. Who are they out? Decon, and then they got to sub sub up for Serta. Yeah. So yeah. they had some sub ups across the board, and then they, they didn't st- bring in Serta. Serta or wait, yeah, Serta. Yeah, Serta played. Never mind. They still got fucking bombed, but yeah. I didn't see any of it. Yeah, so the start off the game, it was going back and forth. Conor and me made some great saves. Um, Fister ended up getting a breakaway like he always does. No offense, Conor, but, I mean, you played tremendous. Uh, I think you had the second start of the game, but Fister fucking deked you out of your fucking jockstrap. I mean, did the fake did the fake shot over and fucking slammed it home. Was it, it was a little signature thing where he goes this way and comes back this way and then flips it? Yeah. Yep. It's like, fuck, I've seen that thing 58 <laughs> times. And, and it's it's trust one me. of two players in this league that I know their moves. Yeah. One of two players. I've seen that 10,000. Who's the other one? Sugar Hardy? I'm not telling you the other one. Sugar, yeah. Hard, yeah. Sugar Hardy does it. He's been doing this for eight years. He has one breakaway. He like goes this way and then comes back this way. Yeah. And then the thing with Sugar too, he can, yeah. he, the difference is that Fister, when he does his little fucking thing, then he flips it and yeah, he, he elevates it. Elevates it yeah. Sugar does that hard thing. He beats the goalie every time, but then he slams it on the ice and the goalie just gets their pad across. Pete, and Pete yeah. has like so it's like Pete on one spectrum and yeah. there's sugar on the other spectrum. And then there's there's is just right good porridge in the middle is yeah. is is, is Fister. <laughs> yeah. Like Pete gets the puck up, but he doesn't have as much like like lateral length, yeah. lateral like length razzle dazzle with like like sugar does. <laughs> sugar has too much razzle dazzle. Fister has just enough porridge yeah, to make it right. Enough right there. <laughs> just that does that little boom boom, flip it back and then flip it. Yeah. I mean, he caught he caught corn pretty good, and then Weaver comes back right away, and uh, was two on one. Who was Weaver cheap. playing for? For uh, I don't was know who's subbing in for, but for the for Deeks, the right? Deeks. Okay, yeah, it was uh, Weaver. For he had Serta, and we got Woods on the second line. They were buzzing all night, yeah. buzzing all night. But uh, yeah, Weaver comes in at two on one. I think it was with Woodsy, or mm-hmm. it was Serta coming down the on the 
off wing or whatever. And I, you know, I cheated over because I didn't think we were going to put it home. It puts a bar down. Yeah, I mean, right underneath the bar. Good snipe. What, what, what was this the first period that this happened? Yeah. Well, oh, so yeah. it was this one nothing and they came down. Yeah, right were... away. Right away. So, and then Alan Zeese gets a clap bomb from the point screen. Nice goal. And then Fem, I mean, literally 15 seconds later, comes in. It was a broken play, kind of, and he just changed the angle to the backhand. He was about, I don't know, two feet off the crease and just put it put it home. And then... Uh, the, the Femme Bane? Yeah. Dude, he's your Bane. Like, Dude. Everyone's seen The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings. If you've seen it, you know the scene where he pulls out the sword and it's glowing and orcs are near? <laughs> That's when Femme gets around Dill and he's like, oh, Dylan is near. His yeah. stick starts glowing and he just snipes goals on Dill. He That's the only person too. in this league. He he's does. the only person that has your number. He does, too. He's, he's well, got a great besides shot. besides me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you too. You too. I gotta give you credit. He's <laughs> in the on me, too. He's got I think I got three on Dill. Yeah, he's got at least three on me this oh, year. Wow, yeah. <laughs> but who's counting? Yeah, but who's counting? Count? I am. <laughs> and then that's where Shawnee takes over. Shawnee nets three. Yep. Yeah. Wins the bet. Not a big game, deal. <laughs> game set match. Wins the bet. Everything's yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. The over under. What was it? it? Was he's at ten goals? He needed what? He needed two for a push. Three to take it. One to wouldn't do it. And he scored yeah. three. I thought that if he got twelve, he won. But anyways, even he took away any asterisk by getting three. Yeah. I I got no clue about that bet. But uh, yeah. I mean. The game was super fast out there. I would say the fastest all year. Our first line with Adjin, that was the best I've ever seen him. So but what what does your lineup look like then? Who was playing defense for you guys? We man? had Lapudre. We had uh, with Whoop. And then we had... That's a speed line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we had Whoop and... Uh, I don't know who else played D. Alan Z. Oh, and then who'd you have in for... Man, who'd I, you have in for... Oh, Old Man Einan for so. Leroy. Yeah. Yeah. So... They play good. They play. They play pretty solid. I can't complain. I mean, the seals are definitely benefiting by general being out and getting the pick of who's ever, you know, behind them. In this case, it's Edge. So it's like you got Batman, Robin, and Edge. That's a pretty formidable top line. Yeah, Edge. He and that's if you play him at forward. You could play him at defense if yeah. you wanted. Well, he to. was the best sub we've had for that first line. He was just wheeling with him. Yeah. I mean, chemistry wise, <laughs> look at Troy's <laughs> face. He's like, yeah. He was not yeah. a step behind him. He was just. He was integrated with them. I think they played tremendous. Their second line played great, too. Pella had a great little razzle-dazzle, a little stomp on the brakes, a little toe pull. But, uh, yeah, it was a, it was one of the fastest games I've seen all year. Yeah, I mean, both teams have a lot of speed, so uh, it's interesting. Uh, let's move on to the last game of the week. We had the Tigers versus the Mighty Ducks, with the Tigers winning this one 2-0. Uh, we're going to go over to the winning goalie, Mr. Oh. Andrew Hedis, on this one. The, the, the spicy tender. Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, this entire night was kind of subgate. I mean, I'm going to say subgate. I mean, it's kind of uh, sub-city. Every single team had, like, you know, four or five subs, including us. I think we had three subs yesterday. We had Pete in. We had Peso in. And uh, Ty. We had Ty in. Um, I know the Ducks had who? They had U Troy. They had uh, Piercy. Piercy and Venade and someone else. So, I mean, there was a lot of subs on both sides, but... Um, the first game of the night, the Americans and um, the Whalers, and then our game, the Ducks and the Tigers were like the ones kind of the the, the last meaningful games, quote unquote, would decide who would end up what place. So um, it was nice before but going in like the Whalers <laughs> were up two nothing and I was kind of like, ah, fuck, this game's not going to mean anything. So the Americans coming back and getting that two points was kind of nice. It made the game mean something. Mm hmm. Which, which was kind of like when we were sitting in the locker room, we were like, okay, well, you know, we're feeling like a little cushy. We're like, oh, get out the uh, get out the sausages, boys. Let's have a little bar BBQ out here in the D zone. We hang out. Game doesn't mean anything. Whalers doing us a favor. And then uh, the Whalers and uh, Piercy and the boys uh, uh, let the game the let the game slip away. So, yeah, bed. pretty much. Let the game slip away. So, uh, uh, I think Peso was a little still chirpy after that last game. We want to prove something, which is nice because, like, Peso, Peso playing and complaining – isn't isn't like you know the best peso you can get but peso complaining with a chip on her shoulder that's yeah. a different peso that's like you know clint Car uh clint clark kent and like you know the daily news right and then like, he takes <laughs> off like the jacket's like oh wait it's superman's peso and he got he got a goal yesterday um in the second go. period uh he, he got us up to nothing the second not to skip the first goal that uh pete got on a breakaway also in the second um I felt that the ducks with your subs i mean it was what you sugar and uh busta, busta on that first line Surprisingly, that first line and the second of Antioch, um, Antioch, uh, Bauer. Bauer and Venade, yeah, both outplayed our first and second lines. You guys probably had the puck maybe 55 45, and you guys had the more quality scoring chances, I thought. 
yesterday. It's just the only difference was I thought that uh, the one scoring chances we did get, the few breakaways we got, I think we might have gotten like three. We kind of converted on two of them. Yeah. Or converted on one and a half, I guess. I mean, because it was a one-on-one with Pistol and Peso. Yeah. And Peso's goal was nice. His second goal, I mean, yeah. so was Pistol's. Pistol had a breakaway, put it high, and then and Peso dragged Turtle across the slot. Kind of did what you did in the Worms. Just just chopping snakes across <laughs> across the top of the hash marks and ripped it high on... Uh, High on uh, Ryan, Ryan Z. Z, but yeah, Ryan Z played well. I thought you guys played well. It just didn't convert your chances. Yeah, it's I, I thought that we, I thought it was more like sixty five thirty five. Oh, could have been, yeah. I, I, I just felt like we dominated possession and chances, but then just the Ducks, they like we do all that, and then they're def- just their defensemen make a bad pinch, and and like the Tigers have like quality two on one. It was like a counter punch. We control everything. Body blows, body blows, body blows. Then it's like a little counter punch you know, two on one breakaway goal. And it's like, what the fuck, you know? So I think, uh, you know, that, and you knew that going in like Pete's, you know, Pete's goal. It's like Ruble does one of his rushes. I hang, I hang back and cover for him, but Gib doesn't know like where the fuck I'm at. Or so then like Gib, me and Gib wind up both covering pace on Pete has his clear breakaway after we had been, had him pinned in the zone for like fucking three minutes. And then pesos was a nice goal. It was one on one. He went across the mouth and scored, but I thought the ducks were just buzzing all night. Like I can't even remember one shift where we were like pinned that's not to say that pete and peso didn't have a couple of counter punch here and there but like i don't think we were pinned in our zone the whole fucking night and conversely i feel like we were just buzzing the fuck out of you the whole fucking game and we just couldn't fucking score it's so frustrating the only time i felt we had the puck in your zone is if uh like it was like after you had the puck in our zone for two minutes and then like it transitioned and like skillman and taylor or something or someone we got the puck deep on you for like 30 seconds yeah and we'd like have it down there but it wasn't like wasn't generate tons of scoring chance or anything. And then we immediately changed. Cause I mean, both lines have been, this is your line, your second line, our second line, your first, our first have been out there for two and a half minutes, three minutes. Yep. At that point, everyone's dead from skating either in our zone or yours. And we just changed. So yeah. Spicy played good though. There's one time I, a couple times I thought I had, him. Oh, there's the clap. Nice Thanks, nice buddy. But good game. You know, it's a bummer. I hate losing, even though it's not There's, my fucking team. I there, hate losing. Yeah, there was one that I thought was kind of uh, was kind of hot. You put your hands in the air, like, oh, it's in the net. It's in the net. <laughs> because I, yeah, well, <laughs> because I thought it was by you, and I think it you it, it hit somebody, and then went in like because I was like, how the fuck did that end up in your? Like, there's no way I shot it here, and then all of a sudden it was there, so it went off of somebody something. But I thought I had one. But what can you do? You put one of my gloves in the first, dude. If you yeah, want, plenty of chances. I appreciated that tons a lot. Tons of fucking chances. I was on the post. Sugar comes around the goal mouth, and everyone on our team is, he goes, you know what? No one needs to cover Troy. He's the only guy in the slot. He gets yeah. the puck on yeah. his stick. He doesn't look when he shoots. Your head's down when you yeah. shoot. You're just ripping on net really quick. Yeah. And I had my glove there. I had to, like, do one yeah. of those spider monkey snag. things. I enjoyed, yeah. I enjoyed playing with Sugar. I mean, he, he got me. I would just... Find a little spot in the slot, and he found me many times. I felt like I let him down. I couldn't fucking score, but we had fun. It it was definitely a fun game. Um, one of the funny things to me is I think. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Does Peso play harder when he's a sub than when he's a whaler? <laughs> I I've heard that theory. I don't necessarily buy it. I mean, I, he was the same pace on me. He's just fucking floating around, and it's just like whether the puck. Like again, I don't remember Pete and Peso like having any like sustained pressure. It was like the puck squared out, Pete would go and then he hit. they had a couple two on ones. They had some chances, but I didn't see like I didn't see Peso skating his dick off or anything like that. But I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know if it's the strategy that the Tigers have of kind of just that breakout pass of kind of I don't want to call it cherry picking because people are getting back on defense, but it's kind of, you know, moving out of the zone quicker than you than maybe the Whalers are doing it. But I kind of feel like that would be a nice game the Whalers need to play more of that to get Peso kind of like out there in the open, kind of those one-on-one situations where he can beat one guy and then try to snipe at home. Yeah, I mean, it's a risk. That's, I mean, that's what Proctor does. It's like Proctor definitely, like, he will float high in the defensive zone, and the drawback is that is that, you know, you give up a lot of chances. But if you keep the puck out of your net and then the puck gets chipped past the defenseman, boom, you're in. And that's like that's the life of playing against the fucking Americans, you know, and that was kind of what happened last night. It's like we'd have the Tigers pinned in, then the puck, they chip the puck past Gibb or or Ruble or somebody. And then it's a fucking two on one, you know. Yeah. And that's part of some of those. Some teams can get away with that. Some teams can't. I mean, it's just kind of like you said, you live and die by that kind of play. Sometimes if you keep the puck in the team's zone for two and a half minutes, I mean, even if you're the team that's possessing the puck, 
you can be dead after two minutes of keeping the puck in the zone and moving around yeah. or a couple face-offs and stuff. And especially in like Monday Night Lights, I mean, not every single guy in the league plays, you know, two, three times a week. So um, if you get like a higher end guy like Pete or someone or, or a Serta type or Proctor type and they get that yeah. one chance where they've yeah. been kind of like have the extra reserves yeah. that chip a buy and go. Yeah. I mean, they're just waiting and lurk. Yeah. Pete and Proctor are probably two of the best at just lurking in that high high defensive zone just lurking lurking yeah. lurking waiting and what's nice is a lot of times they'll stop the they'll stop those high slot opportunities which can cause a lot of issues for some of the goalies in the league if you if you have a lot of shots from the slot i mean obviously you know that's where you want to be that's where the pucks go in but um if you have uh if you have someone that sits in that high slot in the middle of that slot they can play defense and get sticks on people they're not going to have the opportunities to score what they want uh-huh. and then the added bonus is you know you can they can break out of the zone more quickly, which which is nice. So that's your strategy. But by the same token, um, they're still getting a lot of shots. They're still getting them from bad angles. It's, it may not be less quality shots now, but it also is you know more shots. So yeah, yeah. So let, let's move on to uh, more of the season standing slash a little bit of the review. We obviously know kind of where we are there. Uh, obviously, the North Stars in the Seals they got the buys one for the Seals, two for the North Stars. Uh, Tigers ended up kind of having a rally at the end of the season to finish third. Americans have been in a little bit of a slump finishing in the fourth spot. Uh, Whalers, they've been slumping, I'd say, at the end of the year, but uh, they still got that fifth spot, followed by the Nordiques. We've known for the last couple of weeks that the Ducks are going to be missing out on the playoffs this year. I think we've had a consensus that it made uh, made the season more important by actually having someone miss out on that. So I guess my first question of this would be is... uh, who was your surprise of the season as far as team or player? How about you do a team and then how about you do a player both? Since, I mean, that's a very generic. We could sweepingly be like, there's like 10 different people in this league. I'd be like, oh, this player's a surprise player. And there's like two or three teams. I'm like, oh, this is a surprise team. Let's just give give me one, either one on that side of things, because okay. it could take yeah, forever no, if we went saying. around yeah. the room yeah. for everybody to do one of each. Oh, for me to start? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I said it like week four into the season. I'm going to eat some mad crow for it. And uh, and. Uh, I've changed my opinion is uh, Mr. Dylan Lesnar, the, the, the top goals against average goaltender in Monday night lights and the flyer pick at number what? Number three, that whoop took number four, 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 excuse me. Yeah. Number four that whoop took over a possibility of Ryan Z kind of uh, lent to the seals resurgence this year. I felt in Monday night lights. And that's one of the main reasons, if not the reason why they're uh, the top standings. Thank you, buddy. I think uh, for me, I'll go with team and I'll say the whalers. Um, going into the year, I was one of the few, I was high on the seals. I think I was the only one, you know, and I think they were just the most consistent team all year. I was right from the onset. I said the ducks were going to be bad when it came to the final prediction show. Somehow I flipped. I had the Deke seventh and six, but I mean, if you listen to the podcast, I think I was pretty low on the ducks. Um, but the whalers were and and the seals and the Americans and the North stars. I kind of had them in the middle. And I think the North stars probably were in the, if we didn't make that trade i think the north stars were kind of destined for that probably fourth fifth place you know if we didn't make the trade i think that's fair um and i had my i had my concerns about the americans and the tigers kind of middle of the pack so that all pretty much went kind of how i thought but the whalers were just a disappointment all year you know right from the get-go i mean i think the first game of the season they beat the ducks in overtime after the ducks had gone like zero and three in the preseason or something like that and then you're just waiting for them to figure it out. It's like, oh, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. And they were just an average. They weren't bad, but they were just, I think everybody at the beginning of the year thought that they were going to be one of the top teams. If you go back to our predictions, I don't think anybody had them worse than second place. And they're just a mediocre team all year. They're not bad, but just they never, they never found, they could never get it to click. And they just kind of average all year so there's still time you know but there's only you I mean yeah. you're down to one more week if, there's it, no there's no more time Troy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's put up or shut up you have yeah, more time, time yeah so if they put, so if they lose next week in the wild card then i will say that that is just a train wreck of a season and it might be the last that you see of the trent and sir to show so there's a lot of pressure on that game the buffalo sabers and monday night lights might be uh here now so we'll see yeah so i got the north stars as a surprise of the season I mean, the way you guys started and the way you guys drafted, I felt like you guys were fourth or fifth. And after that fucking trade, it was... You guys are the scariest team, I feel like, playing against... Well, also, I let Nate goals <laughs> against us a little bias. <laughs> but, uh, but definitely scary on both lines. I mean, who do you guys got in your first line? 
The first line is the P, is the Pete show. It's it's Pete, me, and Joe Ellis. So it's kind of like Pete, and then two good, you know, good mo- shots. Most teams have like you know, besides again, besides the Seal who have, can run three good forwards, but most teams are set up with two good forwards and one you know bender. Mm-hmm. And so we have Pete, who's one, and then me and Joe are just both like kind of medium. So, but both have great shots. Yeah, I mean, I Pete mean, does a lot of work, and we've gotten some chemistry. And then yeah. our second line is just stacked because then we have, we have Ty, but then we have Doc Hollywood and Geo or Suits and Geo. Pick your, you know, so our second, yeah. so we got two good lines, and our D just is you know underrated, but they kind of get mm. get the job done. Yeah, yeah Sikorsky guy's back there. He's panning out pretty well. Sikorsky, mm. <laughs> he is. He's scary as shit. His first couple games at D, I was like, what the fuck? He's just kind of he's like a puck. he's kind of like a mini McShannick. He's like chasing the puck everywhere, but he's settled in. Sikorsky's just a great guy too. I mean, he is. He's mm-hmm. a he's a bench. Yep, I've enjoyed having him. So it's been a lot of fun for the North Star. So appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, that and uh, my player is Neville for the Seals. I mean, that guy. He's a 11th or 10th round pick. I mean, fourth from last. And he wins 50 to 60% of his draws every fucking game. That's a big course. That's a big course he stat right there. The advanced stats. Dude, 60% of the draws. This this guy, he's just pumping all. I mean, he's a marathon runner. Runs marathons like every fucking week. And he's pumping. Pumping all the fucking time. So I got to give Definitely it to Definitely a steal in the 10th round. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. Good pick there. Um, You know, kind of on that same thing surprising me is I actually originally when the draft happened. I didn't like the Deeks, but then during the preseason, I saw them play. I actually sub for them, I think for Panny, and they were looking good. Their line combinations were looking good, and I was like, I think I was wrong about that draft, and I think I picked them high, pretty decently high in the predictions, and I was wrong. I think there was a bad trade in the middle of the year for them. I think that hurt them a lot. Uh, I think most people, when they saw that trade, they didn't like it for them. You can say what you want. We thought it was a chemistry move or not, but I think in the end, when it comes to M&L, when it comes to just hockey teams in general, talent wins out. And I think they did take a backward step in talent. So I think that uh, hurt them overall. Um yeah, but they weren't uh, they weren't tearing it up before they, they weren't tearing mm-hmm. it up before the trade. It, it's like chemistry too is just so underrated. Because I go to the yeah. Whalers, it's like the Whalers, they're the sum of their parts does not equal the individual part, like the total. Like mm-hmm. there's something missing there. And like the Deeks, like they had Pete, Andy Fem, Geo, and Kimmel. That's four good forwards, but they just they could never get them. They couldn't find the right combo to get it going. Whether whether that's because the defense was bad and couldn't get them the puck, but they couldn't do it. Then we get Pete and Geo. And I'm like, I'm not playing these two fuckers together. I watched them do jack shit all year on the Nordic. So I'm mm-hmm. splitting them up. And then Geo just, and again, Doc Hollywood's a dip, you know, kind of a playmaker, but it's like, I was kind like, of a, kind of a yeah. playmaker. I'm just saying, not a big deal. <laughs> not a big deal. <laughs> my point being, again, not to toot my horn too much, but it's like, I traded for Geo. I'm like, my number one priority is to get Geo going. You know, mm-hmm. I'm so I'm going to put him. I'd love to play with Doc Hollywood and have him set my ass up so I can light up the statue. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I am going to get fucking Geo going. Mm-hmm. And we did. And yeah. and then Pete and then P- Pete's going, too. So it's mm-hmm. like, I don't So I don't know. It's like, am I a genius chemistry? You know, <laughs> but my point being like the Deeks just even before the trade, the Deeks were not clicking, you know, so no. then they make the trade and then it certainly didn't help them. But it's not like they I mean, I think they have as many points after the trade as they did before. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board. I'm the same thing with you. I felt like the, the Deeks had to make a trade. And the issue was none of the teams Monday Night Lights wanted to really make a trade. There was at the time there's mm-hmm. three teams that were willing to make a trade. And don't give me the oh, I'm of oh, the Ducks and Busta will trade. No, you guys wouldn't. You oh, guys Busta. didn't anybody they you didn't guys even were try. fast and even try exactly so realistically there's only like three teams that were willing to make a trade in the league and no offense to the americans but manny and antioch none of those like they're always you know when you're at top of the league and same thing the seals you're top of the league and everything's good why change something that's good right yeah. and and traditionally they haven't made a lot of trades in the past either so realistically there's only three teams in the league that were willing to make a trade it was between the deeks the north stars and the tigers right so it, it, the whalers maybe to a degree but i mean unless you're moving one of the gms then you know maybe because you know we want to get like a different high-end guy for another high-end guy but it, again it wasn't gonna happen to many buddies in the team so it's three teams in the league are willing to take a trade so the deeks were stuck either you trade the tigers or you trade with the north stars yeah, yeah. i caught wind that the deeks were willing to you know move pete because i think pete was kind of they were they weren't having success and pete was kind of grinding the locker room and so I heard because I heard that the tig- the Tigers were close to acquiring Pete in like a kind of a three way trade. And then I was oh, like, and I was like, I'm in spicy. And I was like, well, OK, so Pete's on the table. And then I kind of dangled Judge out there. And, you know, and then <laughs> the rest is history, you know, and I made, trade bait. made our team. <laughs> yeah, obviously, that was a that was a good move there, I think. I was, I think I was pretty consistent by saying most of the preseason that he was number four on my, my list. Yeah. So 
when you're able to all of a sudden, you know, you have suits who turned into Doc who yeah. might turn back into suits. But yeah. either way, all of a sudden now you have him two, two who is, picks. you know, then you go to Pete and you're not necessarily giving up, you know, two extra picks because Geo and Cunningham, they're different players. Steel. I think they're fairly, you know, fairly close. But yeah. I think the big difference in that trade was Pete for Judge. I mean, Pete's mm-hmm. definitely higher motor than Judge, you know. But judge so. Judge fits Nordic's game, I think, better. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I, I personally uh, yeah, do. It's, it, like I've, I've said before the season started, I said like before, like he had draft rankings and I mentioned before, like speed kills in Monday Night Lights. And mm-hmm. at the time, I mean, like I'm not throwing anybody under the bus or anything, anything else. I mean, like I've, I've talked to Troy and other people before and mm-hmm. off ice, you know, everyone at the Bapu party deck. Long mm-hmm. story short, speed kills. And if you look at Pete and Judge in a vacuum, who has faster speed and, and who can, who can head man the puck more like quickly up the ice to somebody else if they, like in stride, if they have to, it's, it's gonna be Pete. I mean, he he gets the speed behind him, and then if he is someone's breaking, give him the puck, and he can go and get it to open space. Pete's, Pete's and, better and, offensively, but Judge better defensively. I don't Correct. agree. And, well, I mean, as a defenseman. Correct. Yes, no, but no, that, even, and that's the advantage forward, of even as a forward. Judge is Judge is further back. He back checks better than Pete. I would I would say he's play, you played a lot of more games behind Judge uh, yeah. than anybody probably else yeah. in this room or has seen Judge yeah. play. So that's fair. I mean, yeah. if you want, I know make, we're probably killing Pierce, but the other thing with Pete that you cannot underestimate. He's been in the league from the get go. Mm-hmm. He knows oh, yeah. every fucking player. He knows who he can chip it, but like he's like, oh, that defenseman, I'm gonna chip it by him and go. This one, do do do. And Judge is figuring it out, but there's a difference. You know, oh, yeah. Pete Pete knows every situation. He knows the league, and he's got a little bit more. Fin- Judge is a beautiful skater. He's not a great finisher. You know, no, yeah. um, and so there's a little difference there too. Oh, definitely steal. That was that was a great trade. Well, Judge, realistically, you know, you can say what you want. He's probably a defenseman. You know, he can play Correct. forward, he can play defense. Correct. It's just, where was he drafted? Was he second he's or second, second round? Second round. You know, like I said, he's probably a defenseman in my mind when it comes to what, what your perfect position is. Not yeah. necessarily a Monday Night Lights, but if you're going to be on a on a normal team. And it's hard because you really need that, that scoring in those early rounds. So to be taking someone yeah. like a judge who's a defensive player in the second round, yeah. but you can't count on for being, you know, a top 10 guy in scoring top 15, mm-hmm. it makes it really hard to kind of put your team behind the eight ball. That's what I would say. For, yeah. Especially for the Nordiques, which they're, it's a different, if you have like your team, like the Americans, you take what star number two. And I mean, as your number two pick, but you have Proctor, you know, number one pick in the league, he's going to generate goals. So mm-hmm. you can get a defenseman that's in the second round, but you know, you're going to have someone there as a goal scoring ability. When, you know, when suits goes down, you have to replace them. Or if the Nordiques, you know, they're not generating goals and they make that trade. They're expecting to get the same goal production back or more from Judge, and that's just not the type of player he was. But the, the advantage of the like the Deeks, like we said when this whole discussion started, was that uh um that trade that they made was was for the ability to play around their lines because at the same time that like Troy mentioned earlier, they got the same amount of points in the second half of that trade as they did in the first half. So it's been pretty much moot course. So just trying to change the course, trying to change the chemistry, trying to do something to change yeah. the makeup of the team was what they were aiming for. Yeah, agreed. Um, so I think we talked about a lot of the players' disappointments, you know, who did good, who did bad. Any other overall thoughts just on the regular season in general? I thought it was a great regular season. You yeah. know, it's like the the format change worked. You know, as much as it sucks for the Ducks, I feel bad for them. I mean, it just, it sucks, especially because it happened a little. I, I really thought we were destined to come down to the last week of the regular season, yeah. and I was hoping, and it's a bummer it didn't happen to that. So I feel bad for the Ducks because it sucks. It sucks coming to the ring, not having anything to play for. But it made the whole regular season a hell of a lot more interesting and a hell of a lot more fun. So I thought it was a, I thought it was a great year. It was competitive as shit. You know, there wasn't, even though the Seals had a great record, I just, I feel like all the games this year were, you know, really competitive and the Ducks were in last, but they were in, it's not like you could sell the Ducks and you're like, oh, that's an automatic win. Like last year, the Americans sucked dick. You well, know? we got beat by the Ducks. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I thought it was a great, not great a big year. deal. Not a big deal. Yeah, I, I would say um, someone missing out on the playoffs is definitely uh, puts a lot more emphasis on that uh, season. I think in the past seasons before we've had it where, oh yeah, it sucks that we have to play in that first round. We don't get a bye, but we know we're making the playoffs anyways and anything can happen. I think there's quite a bit of difference between the two. So uh, definitely a good change, even if we, you know, doesn't sound like it's going to happen this coming year. But if we ever go to eight teams, you know, you want those bottom two not to make it because it puts yeah. more pressure. It would have been like we said, it would have been a lot more fun if it came down to that last week instead of two weeks kind of knowing. But at the same time, it, it was a good time. And I think it did make things more uh, entertaining and spicy and just, you know, 
made you stay on top of your, you know, on your toes the whole time. And one more thing I want to point out is just cheers to the new guys. I mean, it was really a great year. I think I'm trying to think if we if we, we got rid of a couple like we got rid of house. I don't think many guys are shedding a tear, you know, and then of all the new guys, I might miss some people, but we really had some awesome new guys between like Matt Taylor, Fister, Dylan, Woodsy, Pellet. I mean, I think the guys that we, Simonelli's just a fucking great guy. Mm-hmm. So we got a perfect, we got the blend. We got some young, we got some old, we got some awesome, we got some middle. Yeah. And I think they all embrace the league. I'm trying to think of like, Le- did uh, I miss any other new Le- guy? New, new, oh, Matt Lepudre, great, yeah, Matt, you know. Yeah. And I think most of the guys embraced the league and hung out. The guy to your right? I already said Dylan. So, oh, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm used to Goosey. Yeah. I'm used to Silly Goose. <laughs> yeah. or, or... But you know what? Like, I'm trying to think like of every guy that we added, like I think most of them really... I mean, look at Fister. I mean, and his uncle. Yeah. It's like from week one, they've been all yeah. in. And that's just as important as the on the ice stuff is the embracing MNL. We want guys that are going to hang out oh, yeah. and really get into it. And Doing the scoreboard every yeah. single week. Like yeah, every yeah. team doesn't have some teams are like don't put up people to do that. So to have someone like, yeah, he's like, I'll volunteer. I've done this before. I'm like, oh, yeah. sweet. Thanks, Uncle Rico. Yeah, Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I, the tunes. I, I will I will say this old because man, old man it's great you know it's like I, I I don't think there is one new guy that like I'm like yeah I, we kind of fucked up by bringing in that guy I mean I think I, I would also want to point to this uh there's a lot of people who are saying you got the bin I find it funny that Ben's one of the guys considering he got in on the expansion of like oh if we ever expand I don't think that's a good thing because too many people all that kind of things but you look at it you said like this year very good year for expansion. I would say that on most of our years that we've done the expansion, that's where, you know, we got our bins, we got our stars. Yeah. We got a lot of those other guys that weren't in that four, yeah. you know, even sips didn't make the cut. I think yeah. in the original four. So edge another good guy, you know, don't be necessarily scared. Expansion isn't always a bad thing or isn't always, you know, it could be the same thing this coming year where, you know, inevitably we stay at seven teams, but not everybody can always come back. People get jobs. They move. Uh, people have family stuff, everything like that. We bring new people in. Typically, we're going to find good people who want to be in the league that are good fits. And it's very, very rare that I think we find a bad apple that comes yeah, into the league. Yeah. What you're going to have. You're going to have with an expansion. You're going to have a couple bad apples, but it shouldn't deter you. Yeah. yeah. But I I mean, I, can't, I don't think we... And I really think it worked out well this year. Yeah. So Totally agree. So let's kind of move on to the playoff bracket. So... uh few quick things kind of on that agenda starting off round one it's going to be the best of one series going into round two and then the finals it's a best of three we do do a reseed in the second round so it's not necessarily bracket it -hmm. is the worst team that's left will play the top team the seals so just as a reminder there uh all of our games for these are going to be on the olympic ice which could also be a factor Mm -hmm. and the sub rule is actually the same as it is in the regular season, except you do not have to give a priority to someone who buy or who is technically, you know, eliminated. not playing right now in an eliminated state. Um, so I guess my first thing is, is we know that right now the golden seals and the North stars are the one, two seeds and they are on Surprised a buy. It wasn't the Americans. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second, but we have a buy. The North Stars have actually had a bye last week as well. Yeah. Does that time yes. off affect those teams in a good way, in a bad way, or does it not matter? I can tell you that I'm a little bit concerned. You know, now for the guys that are going to play, you know, like for me, like I played last night. I'm I'm hoping that if if I don't sub in one of the games, I'm going to go to sticks and pucks. But yeah, it's a concern. Okay, folks as well. Yeah, the worms. So, but it's definitely like a guy like uh, people that aren't skating outside of MNL, like Graham. I mean, the fuckers missed the last two weeks because he's been in D.C. Plus, we have two buys. So it's like it might be his first time on the ice in a month. So, yes, it's a concern. And then we have like the unrelated to the buy. We got the suits. You know, is he in or is he not? Then we got uh, math is now on the the injured list. So I'm definitely like we were fucking rolling, you know. Um, So I'm definitely not happy about the the layoff but at the same token we kind of needed it for injury so we'll uh, i was gonna say happens. geo that's gonna allow geo. him to hopefully get healthy yeah. for you guys and get back on the ice for when that you guys actually play again yeah and i will say i'd be i would be very scared if we were coming back to a one game scenario i mean at least you know at least we it's a best two out of three series yeah. we're coming back to so we don't want to drop game one but if we do it's like at least we're we're not out of it but yeah, definitely definitely cause for concern 
And and Dylan, with you guys obviously have the bye as well. Now you played on Monday, but you have next Monday off as well. You guys technically do have an exhibition game on Monday. I don't know how that'll be as far as people showing up versus not showing up. How do you think that'll affect the SEALs? Well, that's the first thing I've heard about the exhibition game, but I hope hopefully we do. Yeah, we're going, I mean, depending on the attendance, because I've heard, you know, I know there's already some injuries. I'm going to, what I envision doing is running a drop-in skate, and I'll probably invite, because I don't think we're going to get 100% attendance, and then especially some people might have to sub. So I'll probably open it up to uh, any Ducks players, too. Between the Ducks, North Stars, and Seals, you know, maybe run a drop-in. I talked about maybe getting a, a coach to do like a skills practice. So yeah. no, uh, we'll see. But we're we're definitely going to be skating. Well, I'm hoping for more of a exhibition style match between us two because you guys got the upper hand on us. So if we do end up facing in the finals, you know, we kind of get that uh, libido back. You yeah. know what I mean? Get the get that uh, confidence back. But uh, yeah. we'll run a little roll call and see what kind of turnout we get. Yeah, but I don't think it affects us too much to be honest with you. Um. Might be good, might be bad, but like like Troy said, we're coming back from a, or we're coming back to a three game series. So if we do drop that first game, I'm confident in myself that I can at least steal a second game. You know what I mean? In the third game, I got you know great team behind me. So yeah, and I think that's one of the things you just mentioned there. The key is with those buy teams is it's not one and done. It's the best of three. Yeah. Even if you don't want to be rusty and you don't want to have issues happen. But if something does happen, you still can make that up. Um, and agreed, I think a lot of us, we skate more than once a week. The guys who are not necessarily skate, they, this is their only league. It can be a concern. You would hope that those guys get out next Monday so they, you know, stay sharp on that. That's something that helps the SEALs right there. Because our last round, well, usually last round is usually going to be your not in shape guys, so on and so forth. Well, we got Neville. You know, he's running, he's running fucking marathons every for breakfast. So we're good to go. Eats we're eats nails sort of thing. He and, does, uh, dude. Okay. Yeah, so uh, let's move on to the games. Our first game of next week is going to be the 9 o'clock game on the Olympic ice. It's going to be the Tigers, the number three seed, versus the number six seed, the Nordiques. Uh, Cuttingham is actually already out of this game. From everything I'm hearing, it sounds mm-hmm. like Ruble is in. Correct. Uh, other situation here, Matt Taylor, apparently his elbow is all jacked up as of right now. Facts. I'm assuming it's going to be, you know, with the playoffs, he's going to be in. Um, We'll see. I mean, I'll probably know a little bit more tomorrow. I play on Wednesdays with him. And uh, if, I mean, if he plays tomorrow, then that's a yes. Probably he'll be playing on Monday, assuming everything goes well. But like I said, after he had that issue with uh, the other game and the, the subgate game, I guess, whatever, with uh, with, with Ranger Rick out there uh, and started to chase him down he in uh, the late third. And he had that elbow thing um it was infected you go to the hospital over the weekend etc so it he's been he's been out the past couple weeks but hopefully those two weeks he's been out um gives him enough time to get out into the ice otherwise uh we may be either calling uh the uh, local deputy uh of uh, north starville uh mr pete pistol pete or we may be trying to implement a little uh a little ducky one two combo and let sugar get a little taste of the playoffs this year Ooh, yeah, that would be a nice thing for him. So, uh, I mean, what's better than uh, Sugar playing? I mean, he gets to play with Ben since Ben's slotted into our lineup now, right? Is is go. that official? Um, from my understanding, it is. Yep, that's Ooh. official. Well, no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's always tough to say with stuff like that. Um, I don't know how that would work. You know, I don't know how people feel about your elbows jacked up. Do you really want to, you know, take a chance with that? You know, just for Monday Night Lights, it it's kind of playoffs, on the one, one and done, baby. Mm-hmm. I will say that I wasn't, and again, I don't want to read too much into it because they did have a shit ton of subs. You know, Ty being one of them, and but I was, I was not impressed with the Tigers last night. I mean, I, I again, I felt like the Ducks carried the play. You know, Hedda's kind of bailed them out, um, but the Deeks haven't been able to beat anybody all year, so. I don't know. Anything oh, but, can, oh, that's a false statement. They may be able to beat us. And yeah. that, but the that's, week not, bef- that's on this mind right here. So yeah. you have to worry about that. The week that. before, you guys subbed a shit ton of people and played yeah. tremendous. So Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I mean, I obviously the Tigers are favored, but, you know, I don't know. We'll Corner see. Corner catches a fucking hot streak. Yeah. It's one, I, that's what's so crazy about the, these one game scaries. I mean, it's, yeah. it's scary, man. And, you know, goalie, a lot of pressure on the goalies. Like you can't give up, can't give up a softy and, you can steal a game, and so the way Conor played against us uh, last night—if he plays like that against the Tigers, you guys are in fucking trouble. 
Yeah. He you have five goals. Yeah, but also, <laughs> I, was, I, I was thinking that. It could have been 15. I was okay. thinking it well, could have been 15. What? If he stops 10 out of 15 goals, gives up five against us, I'm pretty uh, confident on my skills uh, that we'll win that game if my team scores five. I don't know if yeah. he gives me scoring chances. It's tricky, though, because with the reseed, it's like there's no even if the Deeks win, like there's no scenario where we, we get the Deeks in the second round. So um, cheering for the upset doesn't really you know help the north stars we're you know we're staring at the tigers americans or whalers so. and that, that's the other game that's on the docket is the the americans whalers which will be interesting because uh they yeah. just came off of this this past game the last regular season game where they're trying to play a little bit of spoiler action and the way like we said earlier the entire earlier beginning of the show was like whaler season 101 like what's happening with them sort of thing so they have one last game to get it together and hopefully piercy and dave p and peso and the boys uh We'll uh, give uh, the Americans all I can got. No, I ain't one and done. That one. Well, I was going to say, before we get over to that one, uh, real quick, I'm not even going to ask Hedis, but uh, we have the Tigers, the Nordiques. Who do you have? Yeah, so, I mean, subject to the sub. I mean, subs can make, play a huge role in this, but given the note, I guess I'm going to make this assumption with Matt Taylor playing, okay, and Ruble out, I think. I'm going to go Tigers 3, Nordiques 1. Yeah, I'm going Tigers 2 in either scenario. If they sub in, if they don't have subs. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's going to be more like 4 nothing, 4-1, four 4-2, four four somewhere around there. Yeah, I, I don't have to do a score. I'm going to pick the Tigers as well. I'm assuming Matt Taylor is, is going to play. If he does, I feel like they're going to win that game. Uh, I just know. don't know if he can put the puck in the net. You know, Andy yeah. Femme. For sure. Put the puck in the net on me last time. Kimmel got a goal on me last time. Yeah. yeah. I can tell you all three goals right now. Want me to read? Want me to? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's not like we're going to be shocked if the Nordiques, the, this mm-hmm. league is competitive as shit. The Nordiques are definitely capable of oh, winning. Yeah. I hope it's a close game. You know, as a, as a, as a fan just watching, it's like, I'd love to see fucking overtime. You know, yeah. I want to well, be. I'm not sure if should I chant Hedis. I don't. I mean, <laughs> I, I hate to chant Hedis, and then and then the Tigers lose, and then he's like, "That's so fucking bush league. It cost us everything by chanting Hedis." I didn't even know you were chanting my name the first time. So now, if you do that, now now I can call you out okay. on it. But uh. But, um, I, but I hope it's a tight. I mean, I, I think it will be. I'd love to see overtime. Well, that's my question: is what? Awesome. How does that work in the playoffs? Is it same, a, scenario. Oh, same scenario? Is there still three, a shootout? Three three minutes. The only difference, and I we should clarify this with Panny. Um, but I think it's still a three minute, uh, three on three overtime. And then I believe it's a three man shootout. We're in the regular season. It's just sudden death in the, in the playoffs. I believe it's a three man shootout. We should definitely verify that. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. I was looking at the rules earlier today and that was one of the things I didn't look at. I tried to look at the, the reseed, the sub. So I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but, uh, in an ideal world too, it's like, I heard people saying like, oh, you should play, play it out. But again, People yeah, like baby. sometimes we take for granted how lenient Hazel Park yeah. Ice Arena is with us, well, but it's like we're already playing. Like you know, we're so lucky that, to have a, yeah, a, an be, overtime that, to begin with. That could be possible if you have the extra other sheet and you have to take an extra ten minutes. I mean, it's kind of a dick move that came stealing your guys' exhibition ice, but like yeah. no, but I it's mean, not. It's not. May, you know, do maybe the- maybe if the Stanley Keg Finals or something, but for a one way game wild card, you know, same format. Yeah, I, I hear you there. Uh, moving on, we have the Americans versus the Whalers in the 4-5 matchup. Obviously, we saw this was a close game uh, last week. I think like we kind of mentioned, Antioch is out. From everything I'm hearing, Turtle is in on that game as well. Um, I'm not a neutral party here. So, Dylan, what are your thoughts on this game? I like the Whalers in it. I pick the Whalers. I don't think the Americans got in them to go back-to-back. Um well, not back to back, but two well, out mean, of three. Yeah. Oh, back to back because yeah, they beat them last wins. week. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's my feelings on it. Yeah. I mean, I think the Whalers have are a deeper team. I think they can they'll control play. They'll have the puck more, but it comes down to finishing, you know. And I think we saw that in that game. It's like you know the 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 Whalers will probably have more puck possession. They'll probably have more shots. But when the Americans do get their shots, you know, Proctor can finish. Now, the Antioch loss, you know, Turtle might be a little, they're different players. You mm-hmm. know, I love Turtle. I love playing with him. He's super smart, mm-hmm. but he's not a finisher like Antioch. So now the Americans are really down to, you know, one fin- one finisher. Oh, you're freaking Woodsy there. Come on, and now. Woodsy. Oh, Woodsy. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you know. Will that, Sips be back? Will Sips be back? I'm praying that Manny catches the flu or something. I'd love to get into that game. Um, 
that's that's just selfishly, you know. <laughs> um, but I I think the Whalers are the better team. But again, every time I pick the Whalers, they fucking let me down. So I'm I'm going on the record with the Americans, something to the tune of you know two to one. I just don't think the Whalers will put the and then again you got to beat J Flow. I think the Whalers are you know better team, but I think the Americans will get the win, two to one. So this season, um, regardless of kind of where some of the goalies went in the draft, uh, some of the goalies have played better, worse here, there, whatever else. Um, I don't know. I don't think J Flow has been as um, dominant as he has been in years past. So it'll be interesting to see kind of the, the goalie battle between Cam and J Flow because yeah. this year Cam. Cam really didn't get any run support. I mean, he's only he was only giving up two point four four goals a game um, before he gave up the. I mean, that big seven spot we put on him kind of ruined that. But I mean, the Whalers have only scored thirty three goals this season. So I mean, in eighteen games, that's not even two goals a game. Yeah. So if the Whalers can find a way to score more than two goals, I would give it to the Whalers. But I don't think they're gonna be able to do that. I think Jay Flo is gonna step up in the playoffs. He always plays well, mm. and you gotta go with kind of what you know. Even with Turtle slotted in there, I mean, Turtle's gonna be playing with Proctor. He's going to give him feed passes. That's uh, that's kind of an X factor as well. But I think J Flo might edge out the the goalie the goalie duo there just because his defense is a little bit a little bit stronger and they just play they just have a game that kind of matches the Whalers better than vice versa. Yeah. And they'll win something like you said, Troy. I think they're going to win like a two to one game. The Whalers aren't going to score, and it's going to be the same troubles they have all season. Yep. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. Very um, tight game. I mean, this is yeah. a this is yeah. like fifty one percent, forty nine percent. Yeah, I think it's a great matchup here. Um, I'm pretty confident in us. I think if Trent plays his game back at defense, he's been playing there the last couple of weeks. I think uh, that's very good for us as far as going against Proctor. Proctor did have a couple breakaways. So I think Trent does have to be a little bit careful about jumping in the offensive zone a little too much. But if we can shut down Proctor, I feel like the rest of our team can do that. Peso has been starting to score goals for the last month. I feel like this advantage us. I feel like we... Uh, I felt like we outplayed them last week. I felt like we didn't get a couple uh, a couple calls as far as the refs go. I feel like hopefully that'll be neutralized this coming week. It'll be fair. Dave P, uh, Peso keep their mouth shut if they don't yeah, like some they, goals, they, keep they, stuff going. They need to just shut yeah. the fuck up. If they go into that game with the mindset of like, oh, these refs are out to get, you know, it's like, shut the fuck up. Focus on the game. Capitalize. You know, leave no doubt. Capitalize you know, take it out of the ref's hands. You know, I, Dave P for all his fucking bitching, he had the game on his stick shit. in the slot and he bumble fuck steps on himself, tips over, you know, at the end of the game. So it's like, take it out of the ref's hands, you know? I think it was another interesting thing too is uh some teams, you know, they may try to do some wild things throughout the season, try different roster changes and stuff, and then once you find a groove, you stick with it. But in the playoffs, anything goes. I mean, you, if it's not working, you can make a change in a dime. Yeah. Yeah. And you know Proctor's going to play 75% of the game. You know Proctor's going to play 75% of the game. What I'm leading on to this is Manny's played forward the entire year. What happens in the first period if the Americans go down one nothing? They don't like the way it looks. Edge just played a game up with the Seals at forward. You know what, Edge? I feel Manny and Star can do just as well as Edge and Star. Go up, uh, we're going to put Edge on forward. And all of a sudden, yeah. now the second line's got Woodsy, Sips, and uh, Edge. And the first line's yeah. got Turtle and uh, and Proctor. Proctor. Yeah, yeah, that could be. I mean, if you're down, it's definitely, it's it's that, it's tricky because you don't want to fucking panic. You know, mm -hmm. you get down one nothing. it's not like, oh shit, it's the playoffs, one and done, panic, abandon game plan. But if you're down 2 nothing and it's the late second, get into the third, it's like, you got to do what the fuck it takes, yeah. you know, and nerves get into it. Like get in that first in a one and done game, you know, get in that first goal is fucking huge. If Proctor strikes first. It's done. Yeah. I think, I think as soon as the Whalers get down, you guys beat yourself up. There is no fucking uh, leadership. I would say lack of a better term on that team. So uh, Dave P is a leadership or peso. Let's fucking go boys. That, that's the leadership. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, obviously I think as a team that hasn't scored a ton of goals all year, Getting down early is definitely something that probably weighs on your mind, but at the same time, Peso has been picking it up. Trent can score even at defense. We got Serta back there. Dave P was scoring earlier in the year. We need to get that back on there. You know, we can. I feel like we can beat anybody in the league. So yeah, it's yeah. the playoff time. Let's go. It's time to turn it up. And everybody's you know. got to show up. Like attendance is so important. Especially yeah. mm -hmm. your late round good players like yep. old man Ike. Like if I'm and maybe they've already done it, you know. Hopefully they have. But if I'm, I'm like old man Ike. You're fucking in. It's the playoffs. We need you because if you don't fucking show up, then we're mm -hmm. stuck with Ty Otto. You know, it's yeah, like yep, you exactly. know, it's it's like you need to attendance will play a role. So it'll be interesting to, you know, interesting to see how that plays out. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's the first round of the playoffs. So uh, 
it'll be interesting to see. We'll be back here next week. Uh, obviously, coming into that, we'll see who's going to be playing the number one seed, the the Seals, and then the number two seed, the North Stars. We kind of have our predictions there. I do feel like we've said this all year. Anybody could beat anybody, so nothing's going to be a major surprise. But uh, I look forward to see what's going to happen. Yeah, I think I think if the the Nordiques beating the Tigers would be, you know, that would be a pretty significant upset. Yeah, you know, so. um, that that Whalers American game is a is a, a coin, 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 so, coin yeah. flip. So we shall see, man. I, I'm bummed. I mean, I want to get into that game so bad. You know, it's like, and it's not even my team. I can't imagine how hey, fired might, up you might, guys we are. We might just sub you in for Matt Taylor, Troy. The way you've been playing. There you go. Rah, rah, man. I'm just, I'm jealous. It's like, I, I'm, I mean, as happy I am to get that by, it's like, man, this is, you guys got to be excited for this. If you're not, you know, you're in the wrong league. Yep. Yeah. True. So as always, uh, you know, if you have something to say, give us a call on the Whoop line, 714-75-WHOOP. Email the show, podcast at mnlhl.com. Follow, subscribe to us on Twitch. If you have that Amazon Prime, you have that Twitch Prime. But, uh, you know, we'll be back here next week with the results, continuing through the playoffs. We got, what, probably uh, best of three, so seven weeks max left. Um, it'll be a good one. You know, what is this going to be, season four? Season four. We have the, you know, we still have not had a repeat keg winner. So, um, Americans, Seals, Deeks, all with the chance to become the first time two time keg champion. North Stars, Tigers, Whalers trying to get on the board. Obviously, the Ducks cannot get on the board this year, but uh, possibly next year. So, uh... hey, some of the Ducks players could get on the board. Yeah. One, sorry. I don't know. Piercy's itching to get out of here. North Stars, I didn't really, we don't have a single keg winner in the locker room, which some can say that's a disadvantage, but it's like, we're hungry motherfuckers, you know, and I'd love to get everyone's name on that keg. You know, it eats at me to know that both the fucking Maki brothers are on there, you know, and I'm not, you know, it's like, but, so I want it badly for myself, but I also want it badly for Pete, you know, Pete will, Pete's too proud to admit that it, you know, but I know it haunts him. You know, Geo wants it, so it's like I, you know, that's ten people you want in your locker room too. Yeah, that's ten people. Yeah, I want it. Yeah, no, nobody wants more Auto Brothers on the keg. Well, besides that, yeah, we want the rest of the uh, North Stars on there. But uh, yeah, so until I next I week, I want my own ass on the keg. I don't know about you, Pierce. I think you want your own ass on the keg too. Me too. Same thing with Dill, right? Pettis is on there with an asterisk. <laughs> hey, only goal. <laughs> that's my another trivia. That's for another day. <laughs> Anyways, we are over.